0: Thanks for tuning in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett, and thanks for tuning in. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and leaving a review, that'd be wonderful. Expressing Motherhood is celebrating 10 years, and I'm just very grateful for all of you tuning in and for all of you who have been to our shows. We have a show coming up in Burlington, Vermont this fall. It's already two-thirds of the way sold out, which is incredible. A former performer, she was in our Boston show way back in two thousand. I think that was 2010, it was. Uh, Sheremi Sai is going to be our local producer for that show, and she's doing a wonderful job. So get your tickets if you live around Burlington, Vermont. We'll be there for the very first time. We uh, also have, let's see, just uploaded our Silver Lake shows, and of course we have our Portland shows that you can continue listening to here on the podcast. And lastly, I will be announcing our next silver lake show for the fall so all of you la moms who are interested in being in the show please go to our website expressingmotherhood.com so you can find out when the submissions will open which will be soon because i want to take some time off and then um, come see our show in the fall you're about to listen to emily korak she was in the portland show in april emily is a mother to two spunky little ones aged four and one They are constantly in competition to see who can sleep the least, Emily says. She has been in education for 10 years and knows the soundtrack of Moana by heart. She is passionate about all things literature, traveling, and top chef. And if she had a day to herself, she would do nothing but read in bed and drink tea while it's still hot. Emily said she was grateful to be a part of this community of strong women and moms, and she was excited to bear her soul again in expressing motherhood. And I'm so grateful to have had Emily twice in our Portland show. So here she is, Portland mother Emily Korak in Expressing Motherhood. After
1: deciding that kids might not be for me, naturally, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a pea stick in hand, wondering how I was going to handle becoming a mother. I knew nothing about pregnancy. I knew absolutely nothing about babies. And the bigger I got, the more anxious I became. Lucky for me, I'm a really good student, and no one has ever bested me at homework. So I bought the books, and I joined the forums, and I made lists, and I sorted her clothes, and I researched breastfeeding and sleep schedules. I packed two diaper bags. I filled my freezer with nutritious meals, and lactation smoothies, I was ready. Bring on the smooth and seamless transition into motherhood. (laughs) I mean, you know where this is headed, right? Yeah, cut to three weeks after baby. I just gave up wearing shirts because I leaked through all of them anyways. (laughs) So I'm just walking around topless, bouncing this baby who will not stop crying. There are takeout boxes everywhere. And I'm yelling for my husband to Google whether or not pacifiers really do cause nipple confusion. It was the ultimate shock to my system that none of my meticulous research paid off. In those first months, I spent hours crying in the bathroom, wondering why this was so hard. Why could everybody else make this look so easy? and what was wrong with me. I worried incessantly about what people thought of me and my baby and my messy house. I took normal things that babies do, and I interpreted them as personal attacks against me. (laughs) Crying in public, blowing out her diaper, refusing to grow hair, I tried so hard to make motherhood look the way I thought it was supposed to look and when I couldn't do it I'd spend hours on the internet searching for answers just to end up feeling worse about myself. I kept crying in bathrooms. I felt like a failure and I was convinced that every other mom out there was living the Hallmark movie moments of my dreams. One afternoon, my daughter and I had a play date with a new mom I was hoping to befriend. This mom, oh my God, she made the best brownies I've ever had in my life. And her daughter cooed and smiled through that full hour and a half. I forgot the diaper bag and my daughter had resting bitch face the whole time. (laughs) I left again feeling like nothing but a failure. I called a friend that day from my car, sobbing, wondering, why can't I get this right? This kid won't nurse. She won't sleep. She seems to hate me a little bit. <laughs> and I am failing, and I cannot hack it at this mom thing. And my friend, with the best of intentions, said, you've really got to stop worrying. You're stressing out about Nothing. Shit. Now I had to worry about the fact that I was worrying too much. (laughs) I was vaguely aware that postpartum depression and anxiety affected a large number of women, but I never considered that it was affecting me until that afternoon. I thought the crippling panic was just the status quo for new moms. I assumed never feeling good enough, and the constant paranoia of judgment, I thought that was just the norm. It wasn't until my daughter was about a year old that I started to recognize myself again. And I began to realize just how big of a grip depression and hormones and sleep deprivation can have on a person who's trying so hard to be perfect at something they've never done before. Throw in Pinterest and mom-shaming, and it's the ultimate recipe for self-loathing. I look at that mom I was four years ago, And I wanna go back in time and I wanna give her hugs and caffeine and just tell her she's okay. (laughs) I wanna tell her that no one is judging her more than she is judging herself. And if they are, fuck them. (laughs) I I wanna tell her that she has a strong tribe of women to listen to and to tune out all the other noise. I'd remind her that her house was not that clean before she had kids. (laughs) I would tell her that no matter what, every decision she makes is going to hail her as a war criminal in someone's eyes. So wave the white flag already. Get off the internet. Baby mama 73 doesn't know what's best for you. You are doing the best you can. The things you think that matter so much, they don't. It doesn't matter that your coworker's kid has better baby sign language. <laughs> your baby is safe and loved, and everything else is just a bonus. I'm a mom of two now. My little one just turned a year. And I am a different person, and I am a different mother. I know now that raising an infant is a bit of a shit show, but that does not mean I'm not doing it right. (laughs) I know he will be okay and to trust my instincts because they know better than a book. I know to cuddle him hard because he will not stay little much longer. And most importantly, I know that judgment and the fear of judgment never really goes away, so the only thing you can do is own your choices. And here's what I'm choosing to own these days. I needed antidepressants. Both my babies ended up drinking formula. Neither of my babies ever perfected baby sign language. (laughs) My four-year-old still crawls into bed with me at night, and I actually don't mind. My daughter gets most of her poop and booger humor from me, despite what I tell her preschool teacher. (laughs) I have gone on vacation without my kids, and sometimes I swear in front of them, and sometimes they get more sugar and more screen time than the American Pediatric Society recommends. (laughs) Sometimes I would rather hang out with my kids than go to a happy hour after work, and sometimes I would rather organize my silverware drawer than hang out with my kids. I swore I would never be that mom, but every single one of my social media posts is pictures of my kids because I do believe they are just that cute. I fail every single day at something, but I am a good mom. My kids are safe and they are loved, and I make no more apologies.